Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting. They can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 151. How to Buy Happiness, part one by David Kane of raptitude.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Finance Daily, the podcast that brings you the best content in personal finance five days a week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Dan Warren. Hey everyone, and welcome back once again to Optimal Finance Daily, where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And today, as we launch into the first of what will hopefully be another 150 episodes, I'm bringing you a brand new author for this show, David Kane of raptitude.com. Justin from uh, Optimal Living Daily actually reads his posts over there, but since this post is about purchases, we thought we'd share it here on Optimal Finance Daily for you. Now, David's posts are pretty unique, as is his site, actually. He does experiments on himself and gives an unbiased report. So, for example, he went vegan for 30 days, meditated formally for 30 days, and shares exactly how these experiments go, some successes and some failures, but all of them have great takeaways, so it's definitely worth checking out. But for now, let's hear his post and start optimizing your life. How to Buy Happiness, Part 1, by David Kane of Raptitude.com. While I was driving home from my appointment, I couldn't help but feel nervous that I would forget to do something. Peel the price tag off a thing I just bought in case somebody saw how much it cost. I pulled onto a side street and grabbed the plastic bag from the back seat. In it was a puck-sized container of high-end hair paste. I scratched the little white sticker off. It was $35, and now only I knew. Some paranoid financial conditioning somewhere in my head had me thinking it had been an extravagant purchase, but I thought about it for a minute and realized that, no, for what it does for me, it's some of the best value I'll ever get for 35 bucks. I'm 31 years old, and it wasn't until I started going to a well-reputed salon and buying $35 hair paste that I finally began to really like my hair. This was a year ago. My mop had always been a point of self-consciousness for me. I liked myself, but never got along with my hair. It had evolved over the years from crunchy gel spikes to a number two buzz cut to a polite crop, but it was always a liability. I felt faintly uneasy about it all the time. That problem spread itself across many thousands of days of my life, taking a little, sometimes a lot, of enjoyability from each of them. Thinking back, I can't even guess how many completely useless $35 purchases I've made in my life. Shirts I never wore, books I never read, drinks I didn't need to drink, restaurant meals I could have made myself. When I consider what it really does for me, this hair paste is an astoundingly good investment. One container lasts about six months, and every day of those six months, I feel good leaving the house, when it used to be normal to feel self-conscious. That alone, the sensation of liking the way my head looks, is worth vastly more than the 15 cents a day it costs me. And that's to say nothing of the endless secondary effects of that very inexpensive confidence. Smoother socialization, better posture, 
more attention from women, a more easygoing mood, and all the tertiary effects that arise from those improvements, and so on. Considering the real-world value it delivers to my life, this stupidly expensive hair paste is one of the most worthwhile purchases I've ever made. All purchases are investments. This is a pile of most of the receipts from the last three months of 2011. It represents thousands of dollars of retail purchases. Each slip is a date-stamped record of how much money I decided to part with there and then and what products and services I got in return. $30 here, $50 there, and there are fistfuls. I can look at most and quickly identify the things that are no longer contributing any value to my life. Magazines I bought at the airport because they were slightly more appealing in the moment than reading the book I already had with me. Desserts I bought with my groceries because I went shopping while hungry. Unhealthy lunches I bought because I'd rather sleep 20 more minutes than make something to take to work. And dozens and dozens of elaborate espresso beverages that gave me nothing more than a 10-minute dopamine hit for $5 a pop. Each line item on those slips represents an investment. For each, I parted with money in the hopes that what I got in return would add something to my life in the form of nourishment, ability, pleasure, or any other quality that improves my days. Some were good, lots were bad. When it comes to our money, we tend to differentiate between consumer purchases and investments as if they're functionally different, but they work the same. As long as there has been wealth, people have tried to grow wealth by investing. We put value into something with the idea that it will return greater value to us over time. When we're talking about normal capital investments, getting a 10% return on investment is traditionally the fantastic benchmark. Putting 100 units of value into something and getting 110 back over a year is definitely a success. That's not the area where we have the most leverage over our finances, though. When it comes to our consumer purchases, we can do way better than getting an extra 10% worth of value out of our money. All you can buy is quality of life. Making more cash with your cash is the idea of financial investments, but we're talking gains of a few percent over what you already had. By comparison, when it comes to consumer purchasing, the value of what you do trade a dollar for can vary tremendously. 50%, 200%, 5,000%. Between the different ways you can spend 20 bucks, there is a comparatively astronomical range of possible return on investment. And that's because the value those purchases return isn't monetary value, it's experiences. I have a $20 bill. I can spend it on a few lattes, which adds to my life only a few minutes of actual sipping pleasure, and maybe an hour of the mild feeling of security that comes with having another sip waiting for me in my hand. That $20 spent that way returns little else in terms of real value and also comes with some liabilities in the form of empty calories and coffee breath. The net value is less than zero. I have nothing to show for it an hour later except the needless calories in my body. Terrible investment. I could have spent that same $20 on two yoga classes and gotten real lasting value out of it, a type of value that builds more value indefinitely. Just the classes themselves are reliable oases of calmness and come with a rare sense of assuredness that I'm not wasting my time or being indulgent. But the bulk of the value comes in dividends in the days between and after the classes. I walk around with better posture, I'm slightly fitter, and more inclined to do more exercise. Fewer moments that week are spent lost in thought. I get that mild post-exertion muscle soreness that I like so much. I get a persistent feeling of optimism that can be felt in many of the hours between and around the classes. Good investment. To be continued.
You just listened to part one of the post titled How to Buy Happiness, Part One by David Kane of raptitude.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com OFD. Again, that's gusto.com OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. This post is a bit long, so I'll finish the rest for you in tomorrow's show. But before we go, in just five days, we're gonna do another one of those book giveaways that we do each and every month. So if you wanna be a part of that and also get some spreadsheet tools from us to optimize your life, come by oldpodcast.com and uh, join our free newsletter. Just enter your email address. It's that simple, really. And you'll get the spreadsheets delivered to you automatically with a video tutorial to go along with it. And you'll be in on raffles on the first of every month to win a book. You can also join by texting the word financial. That's the word financial to the number 44222. Or again, just come by oldpodcast.com. And I'm going to leave it at that for today. We will continue this post tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.